everyone. Welcome to a losing episode of the Giant Take Podcast. Saints 24, Giants 6. The Tommy Cutlets run comes to a halt. And we're going to talk all about it here. The good and a lot of bad, actually. There wasn't really any good that happened. Besides Jamie Gillen drilling a field goal. Credit to Jamie Gillen, by the way. Um, Alex, I'm going to go right to you here. We don't want to take too much of anyone's time. Uh, you're home. I'm home. That's pretty fun, actually, though. We're not together, but... Um, we, uh, we, we are in the same town about a mile away. When I recover um, from my illness, we'll be together. <laughs> yeah. I also, I also now have a cold apparently the last like couple of days. Allegedly. So, um, uh, no, it's, it's real. I just am able to like power through. I'm like you, I don't sleep throughout the entire day and, you know, sleep for 18 hours. That unwarranted stress. Stay up, stay up playing video games till wee hours in the morning, even though I'm sick and, um, yeah. But anyway, we come to you Sunday night after this football game ended a few hours ago. And Alex, I'll ask you, how are you doing? Well, despite you making it seem like my life is hell, I'm actually doing pretty good. Um, you know, definitely still sick, but not as sick um, and terrible as this Giants performance was. Look at that transition. Um, I was really disappointed today, to be honest. I thought, first of all, I texted Josh this and I, I'm, I'm standing by for the rest of the season. I'm never predicting the Giants to win again because every time we predict them to win, they always lose. And um, this Saints team, like their offense, really just moved this Giants defense all around. And we got no pressure on the quarterback. We got no no help in the secondary. Um, And it was just not great from the defense. And obviously on the offense side of the ball, we thought, hey, we could run the ball against this bad Saints offense or Saints defense, excuse me. And we just could not run the ball at all um, enough so that we ended up, you know, going down by, you know, three scores that we ended up just having to throw the ball. And that's where they, you know, were obviously at their strongest. So a a rough performance. Tommy DeVito wasn't at his best either. He missed a few throws. Um, Saquon Barkley wasn't at his best. And um, besides that one circus catch he had in the first half, and it was just no one played up to even average standards, and that was the uh, the problem. There was no one who you could say, oh, they had a good game today, besides maybe Jamie Gillen um, for the field goal, and he also had a couple of nice punts. So besides that, everyone else was just a below average, either bad or below average. Yeah, Alex, as we transition to this offensive side of the ball, it's Tommy DeVito, right? And, and I think it's him as well as Giants fans just, kind of got back down to earth of where our franchise is right now as we sit at 5-9, and nine, and with that top 10 pick, presumably, uh, in the NFL draft come the end of the regular season. It sucks. I know we love this kind of miracle run, excuse me, that the Giants team was going on, winning a few in a row. Maybe we win another one. Maybe we make the playoffs. I think now we can kind of kiss those playoff hopes, whatever they were, a point oh oh one percent to bed uh, for, you know, definite reasons. And let's start with the quarterback, Tommy Cutlets, right? Tommy DeVito... I think kind of showed, unfortunately, along with the Giants offensive line and, and the Saints defensive line, but also his just play, that he is still a practice squad third string quarterback. We got some little glimpses of him being a backup in the NFL, or he was a starter for the last few weeks. But whether Dable brings him out there next week or not as a starter and rolls him out, I think that we now truly know that he is not fit to be an NFL starting quarterback in this league. I think that's definitely known and maybe still a third string and not even a backup option. DeVito goes 20 for 34 in this game, 177 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Was that at the end of the day, 
It's not that bad. Um, I thought it was going to be way worse. The rating, though, is a 72. When he's been in the hundreds, I think, the past few weeks, he's had a very high passer rating. I had a tweet earlier this week that got some publicity comparing his passer ratings to NFL really good quarterbacks or great quarterbacks in uh, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, etc. Um, DeVito goes down in this game prior to halftime. Uh, did not seem 100% since once he came back from that. Had a halftime and a Saints first possession to recover from a, whatever the lower body injury was. Tyrod Taylor even coming into the game for four plays uh, or maybe even more. It was four pass attempts at least uh, in this game. But DeVito comes back out. And again, fighting through adversity, fighting through pain, and fighting through injury is something I could very much um, give him credit for. And I do. And I think it was, you know, he really did fight through injury to try and win the Giants this game. But just, you know, some players can do that and some players can. He's one of those that I think that can't, just doesn't have enough, injured or not to kind of lead a team down. I know he did it last week. I understand that. But it's three scores, you know, a 20-point margin, a little less than that, it's something that Tommy DeVito just, just can't do. Yeah, and, and another issue was the offensive line on the offensive side. I mean, you touch basically on everything that DeVito uh, did today, and there's not really much to say. He was kind of just a almost a, a glance-by player, someone that you're not even really paying attention to, and that's bad. Uh, when you're the quarterback. So the offensive line, they could not pick up these defensive stunts for anything. Every single time the Saints ran a stunt, Tommy DeVito had pressure right in his face, um, especially Justin Pugh and JMS, John Michael Schmitz. They could not pick it up. Um, Andrew Thomas would pass along uh, a player, and then Justin Pugh would just get ran over by him, or um, you know, one of the edge guys would come inside on a stunt, and JMS didn't know where he was coming from. And it was just really, really bad. Pretty much every sack uh, that the Giants had against them today came from a defensive stun, and the offensive line, it just has to be better. Um, from that standpoint, it's the interior now that's been the struggle. Tyree Phillips has been pretty solid at right tackle. Um, Andrew Thomas is solid, as always, at left tackle. And it just feels like that combination, um, you know, Justin Pugh straight off the couch, he was great in the first couple of games, but uh, we can see why he was still on the couch, I think, at certain times during the game. Um, ben Bredesen is usually a solid guy, and JMS obviously is still a rookie. But that interior needs to be, um, you know, kind of more of a unit. And obviously, it's been switched around all the time this past season, or this season, I should say. So that's part of it. The consistency isn't there, but uh, that just needs to get better, especially picking up stunts. And then the receivers, just a whole bunch of drops today. I counted like three pretty bad drops, um, which is unacceptable when. You have a quarterback like Tommy DeVito, who's a rookie, an undrafted rookie, a third-string quarterback. When he places the ball accurately, you got to catch it. Darius Slayton had one. Jalen Hyatt had two. Uh, those guys need to step up. They need to be better uh, from that standpoint. Darren Waller looked good in his return, I'd say that. Uh, obviously, he was on a limited snap count, and I was, I guess, pleased to see him back on the field for the Giants. But besides that, Wando Robinson wasn't really involved like I wanted him to be. I talked about him as my player to watch in the preview that can he keep up the consistency? Can he do two 100-yard games in a row or two at least 50-plus-yard games in a row? Two games where he gets five-plus receptions uh, and he's just not able to have two impactful games in a row. And that's you know kind of frustrating given his talent. And Saquon Barkley just couldn't get anything going on the ground. 
uh, Matt Breida as well couldn't really get anything going. And that's really, really shameful considering how bad the Saints offensive line is, or defensive line is, excuse me, against the run. Going back on your points, Alex, and elaborating on them, seven sacks for the Saints defense. Seven. Uh, going on the offensive side, Darius Slayton, Darren Waller, Wondell Robinson, all sharing four catches each. They each got four catches in this game. And then you talk about abysmal, Alex. Tommy DeVito led the Giants rushing game again, which is fine when your quarterback leads the rushing game like in in, in a performance. But the, the thing is that there weren't that many design runs for DeVito. That's how you know it's bad. He had four carries for 36 yards. Saquon, nine rushes for 14 yards. That's 1.6 yards per rush for Saquon in this game. Trash. That was terrible today. That Tommy DeVito was your leading rusher, and the team had 16 rush attempts in total. Tommy DeVito, Saquon Barkley, and Matt Breida combined for 16 rushes for 60 yards. That's bad. That's really, really bad. Um... I I guess, again, it's a credit to how bad this offensive line played in this game. The same thing with the Saints defensive line, how good they were. The trolling was unmatched. I don't think I've ever seen that much Italian, you know, like whatever Tommy DeVito's um, how you doing, keep it moving type of gabagool, whatever you want to say, type celebration by the Saints team I've ever seen in my life. Um, and honestly, like, I get it. It's funny. Goodbye, you Saints. And I guess I'm just like a Giants fan that's upset that we lost. But like, again, you got to remember, this is a third string quarterback that had like one big game on Monday Night Football that the whole nation saw. And now they're like all rallying behind him as a third string. And you're like trolling the third string quarterback that's forced to start. It's it's honestly kind of low for the Saints. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, I don't know. I kind of disagree. Out of all people, I know that's crazy. Because I'm like, that is crazy. I'm usually the person who's like, I don't know. Yeah, Alex, no uh, to give context, to give context, when uh, Tyreek Hill gave the peace sign to Antoine Winfield in the Super Bowl, no, other way, Antoine other way Winfield around. gave the peace sign to Tyreek Hill in the Super Bowl after Tyreek did it when he scored him earlier in the regular season, I was like, that is the best trolling job I've ever seen in my life. And I, I, I like, said that was rude. That's actually pretty rude. I don't think he should, <laughs> Tyreek Hill should be fined for that action. He was, that, I, I do not I talk cannot like believe that. that. I do not talk you, like You don't talk like that, but you, did, do you still agree that you think Tyreek Hill should have been fined for that? Well, I at that time. I mean, Antoine Winfield. I did not know the context that he had done it to him earlier in the season. That that is my defense there. But I don't know. I just think like the Super Bowl is a little bit different. You've got like everyone watching you trying to set an example. All right, all right, all right. Explain the troll job with the Saints and why you think it's okay. I I think it's okay because like whatever Tommy DeVito does it, so why can't they do it when they get him? You know, like whatever. I don't know. I just don't really care. I'm not. I'm not saying it's not acceptable, Alex. I have no problem with them doing it. I just find it. I think that's kind of (laughs) low. For their end. They're I, trolling I, I, the third I found string, it funny, honestly. They're trolling the third string quarterback. Like, uh, all yeah, right, but guys. He, he's created I mean, this aura around him. I mean, congrats, him and guys. You got to an even 500 record with this win. You beat the our, our Giants team with a third string starting quarterback. I don't really know how much you should be celebrating. Maybe focus more on getting that leaderboard in that terrible division that you're in. But okay, sure. Whatever. I, I, I don't I'm just know. assaulting. Whatever. Like I said, I'm just a salty Giants fan. I'm set, I'm, set, I'm upset that we lost. I'm picking on something that doesn't really need to be talked about, but I do Fair it enough. anyway because I don't care, and that's that's what I have to do. Um, Alex, are we good on the offensive end? Yeah, I'm good. Let's take a break. I'm tired. 
Let's take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about this Giants defense and the lack thereof. All right. Welcome back to this episode of the Giant Take podcast. And let's talk about the Giants defense, Alex. Something that we've talked about throughout this season is can the Giants offense get points on the board, get long drives going, even if it's a punt or a field goal at the end of the day, that keeps the defense on the sideline to rest so they have a full tank of gas when they come back on to play some defense. And that is something we did not see today whatsoever. By the end of this game in the third and fourth quarter, when the Giants, by the way, were outscored in the second half, we didn't get to this. The Giants were outscored in the second half in this game, I believe 17 nothing. They didn't score a single point in the second half. And it was 10 for the Saints in the third, 7 for the Saints in the fourth. This Giants team, by the end of the fourth quarter, or beginning of the fourth, mid four, in the fourth quarter alone, looked absolutely tired as hell. They looked so tired on the field. And I think that's a credit to how bad this Giants offense was and how lackluster of an effort they made to, uh, you know, I guess I guess it wasn't a lackluster effort. It was, I guess, maybe poor game planning or how could the Saints defense played. The Giants defense had so little time on the sideline, the sidelines in between um, possessions, that they were out in that field so much, um, I felt. And... When they were on the field, they weren't doing well defensively either. Only one sack in the day, that one coming by Jason Pinnock. One tackle for a loss. Two tackles for a loss. One by Micah McFadden, who I want to say had a pretty good day today. And then uh, one by Jason Pinnock, and he also had the QB hit there with the sack. So um, that's what I have to say there. I want to find the time of possession. I'll let you talk for a I second. remember in the third quarter, it was 11 and a half minutes to three and a half minutes. So that was a big difference there in the third. And the Giants, I'm going to start with the the defensive line. They could not get pressure on Derek Carr. It felt like most of the game. Dexter Lawrence is being double and triple teamed, and you've got one-on-one matchups for Thibodeau, Ojolari, uh, whoever's next to uh, Dexter Lawrence, whether it's Ashawn Robinson or Nacho or whoever it may be. They could not get, they cannot win any of those one-on-one matchups for their lives. Kayvon had a bad game. Aziz didn't have a good game, and uh, just none of them could get any pressure, and it was really, really disappointing considering the Saints had a backup right tackle, and Kayvon or Ojolari, whoever was lined up against him, just couldn't win. And, um, you know, their offensive line is average at best besides that. So really disappointing that they couldn't get anything going, especially with Dexter Lawrence pretty much being double or triple teamed on every play. And you've got all those one-on-ones, and the Giants just need to do better um, winning those winning those battles on the defensive line. I'm sorry to cut in, Alex, on you, but um, I, this just sparked my mind, and I, I can't now get this out of that get this out of my head, excuse me, Jimmy Graham, like, really? This guy is getting a touchdown on us? This guy has been in the league, I feel like, since I was born 18 years ago, and this guy's getting a touchdown on us? <laughs> the Saints are down their number one wide receiver on this team. Chris Olave was out this game, did not play. And number two. And Michael what? Thomas. And Michael Thomas, number two, sorry. But, like, Michael Thomas is, like, never healthy. Like, I... The this last three years, I haven't... Michael Thomas has not crossed my mind on the Saints, like, ever. Um, but the thing is, they're still getting these crucial third downs. And the third down and long that, like, iced the game for me when it was, like, third and 17 and they converted. H.G. Like, yep. Perry, Wake Forest yep. legend, like, come on. It's like. done. I, they were able to, I feel like, so easily drive down the field to tack on that third touchdown. That it was just, I, I think I tweeted out, like, that looked like they just 
flew down the field. And it was a longer drive, too, but I felt like it was just, like, chunk play. Like, it wasn't chunk plays. It was, like, small gains, but, like, they were they were just progressively occurring. Six-yard run, seven-yard pass, six-yard run, eight-yard pass, like, out route. Uh, slant for a first down. Okay, Giants get a couple stops. Good job, Micah McFadden. Tackle for loss. All right. We forced them to a third and 17. Just stop this. We're right back in the game. It's a one-possession game. They convert it. That much of a third and long, you cannot let that happen. Wink Martindale cannot let that happen. I think that Derek Carr did a good job reading Wink Martindale's zone coverage because when he it, the man-to-man wasn't working, I think Martindale switched to zone, but then Carr found the open reads and the wide receivers did as well in that zone, so I credit them for that. There were some blitz schemes too where Wink Martindale would be setting the house and Derek Carr would immediately read it, be able to throw it outside to a wide receiver or his running back in Alvin Kamara who actually led the Saints today in receptions, so he got a lot of screen passes and, and, and catches behind the line of scrimmages, uh, scrimmage there. So again, I give, I give, I keep on giving credit to the Saints, and they deserve it because they just, I think, outplayed this Giants team today. While the Giants just did not play good enough. I mean, Rashid Shahid is not a number one receiver, and it looked like he was today. Um, you know, he cooked Deontay Banks on a number of occasions. Jimmy Graham was doing well. Um, a whole bunch of receivers that, to be honest, like. I pride myself on knowing most NFL players, uh, especially the skill position guys. And when I don't know most of them, um, you know, some of like there was one guy, it was one receiver who got a touchdown. I literally have never heard of Juwan him before. Johnson. Nope, not him. I know Juwan Johnson. Keith I know Kirkwood. Keith Kirkwood. I've never heard of Keith yes, Kirkwood. That in my was life. the three, but like even still, Alex, Juwan Johnson, whatever. I mean, sure, maybe a little bit more of a. Like I even uh, know A.T. Perry, but jo- Keith Kirkwood, I've never heard of. And the fact three, that he's these are the three guys. These are the three guys who caught touchdown passes today Jawan Johnson, Jimmy Graham, and Keith Kirkwood were the three receivers for three <laughs> touchdowns against the Giants' defense today. That summarizes the game right there. Yeah, it was rough. Secondary was bad. Linebackers weren't great. And defensive line was abysmal. And it's pretty much as simple as that. And Alex even went on two, not one, but two Saints podcasts previewing this I was, game. And he I was making more about guest appearances. Josh, I was making more guest appearances than Tommy DeVito's agents on, uh, agent on television on Tuesday. It was crazy. <laughs> and, um, like, I'm surprised they didn't let you know about the Keith Kirkwood guy now. Yeah, no, no uh, none of them mentioned Keith Kirkwood. So. I looked at time of possession. It isn't as crazy as I would have thought, I guess, because that averages out to the fourth quor- four quarters. If I got second half, I'm sure it would be way yeah. different, but it was 33 to 26, so not yeah. that crazy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's – is there anything else you got? Oh, special teams. Let's talk about that. Big Randy getting injured. Yeah, Fat Randy got hurt. I mean, it's rough. Um, no, you don't have a kicker. Jamie Gillen drilled the field goal. Then Jamie Gillen was him. hurt. Jamie Gillen was limping, then, but he's fine. Lawrence yeah. Cager practicing field goals too. Casey Kreider practicing field goals. I mean, all sorts of fun, fun stuff. I was waiting for one of them to knock one through. Imagine Lawrence Cager lining up for the a Lawrence field goal. Lawrence Cager field goal would have made my day. That would have made my day. If he drilled it too, that would make the internet. He probably would have. These guys are all athletes, man. If you can get them, the like Jamie Gillen yards. one did make the internet a little bit. I saw like a punter drilled the field goal type, uh, you know, a couple of videos. From on Forty Twitter. yards is not easy, too. It's not like it was a chip shot. But actually, it was pretty impressive. The uh, the one that Randy did have that was fifty six yards. I mean, inside, I know. Yeah, when they but... when they kicked it, I was when they were like bringing out the field goal unit. I was like, no way, Randy makes this. And 
He did. Yeah, so fair he enough did. To him. And that was early in the game too. I was like, okay, like let's get hyped up on the sideline, guys. I had Randy from fifty-six. Like we got this. Like let's like, go, big Randy, getting it done. But not the Giants' offense. So um, <laughs> that leads this game again to a twenty-four-six victory for the Saints. The Giants. Let's get a little jolly with some Christmas Day action on Monday, December twenty-fifth. Against the Eagles, a 4-30 game. Let's get embarrassed not on just one holiday, but multiple holidays this year, guys. How about let's do it? Actually, did we get embarrassed on a holiday this year? I feel like probably. we did. We probably weren't even playing we were embarrassed. I feel like there was a Jewish holiday during like the high holy days that, that, they, that they lost. It might have been the Cowboys game beginning of the year, actually. It might have been um, one of the Jewish holidays. So... Let's let's have it happen again, guys, I guess. Let's put the Giants against the Eagles on a prime time for the world to see while they're while everyone's sitting down enjoying their meals with their family on Christmas, especially no. Alex. I'm gonna be on a plane during the game, so I'm excited. Oh, are you actually? Yeah. Thank God. So You're I'm flying on Christmas? I am flying on Christmas. Oh yeah. yeah, have fun have fun with that. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm I'm being sarcastic, by the way. That'll be insane. Eh, no, well, because no one actually travels on Christmas, though, so it might not be so bad. We'll see. We'll see. You'll give us updates throughout the uh, throughout po- the, the Possibly, trip. yeah. Or You'll record crying. on the plane, actually. Yeah, make sure you record. Hey, guys. Go oh, around the, the plane, be podcast like, from the thoughts air. on the game? Literally from the air. Um, all right, we thank you so much for listening to this episode and or watching this episode of the Giant Take Podcast wherever you are. Um, if you are watching, apologize for the light setup. I forgot to bring my webcam home so it looks a little different but that's all good and um we appreciate you subscribe wherever you're listening or watching uh drop a five-star review or a like on youtube and our social platforms have the giant take pod twitter tiktok instagram facebook alex on twitter at anorian23 i'm on twitter at joshola29 um and all that stuff that i just said will be in the podcast description so be sure to check that out we appreciate you if you made it this far for a 24 to 6 loss against the Saints where Tommy DeVito performed like a third string quarterback, uh, for you to make it this far on the podcast, we really appreciate you for that. I'm hanging in there with us for the time being. Because again, these type of losses, I said earlier in the season before the three game winning streak started, these kind of episodes are really hard to record. So for you to come and listen to them and watch them um, all the way through is, is we are very appreciative of you. Alex, you can wrap this one up whenever you're ready. All right, thank you everyone for listening to today's episode of the Giant Take Podcast. Hope everyone has a good week, um, good holiday season, as I said in the preview, whatever you're celebrating, and uh, we'll see you next time. Looking forward to a Christmas Day matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles. Peace. Peace.